Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Middle Hey, behaves. All right. Closing out the week with a big, a big, 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 meaty, meaty, meaty pod. Trades, star quarterbacks. This is good stuff right here, Middle Cough. Even though I never heard it. When uh, we recorded it, I do just miss the thought of Sledgehammer. I know. I love knowing that it's just it's just hitting and somebody's like a Nissan Altima. I, I, what's funny is I had, a, I had a buddy that I DM back and forth with was like, you know, why don't you guys just, it can't be that expensive. I'll look into it for you. I'm like, I have Peter Gabriel. He's like, who, who what was the song? I'm like Peter Gabriel, Sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, these things, these people pay thousands upon thousands yeah. of dollars for licensing. Has he looked into it yet? Uh, well, he put LOL. He's like, I didn't realize it was him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But again, you know, it's just our, our goal here is to meet with Peter and uh, maybe work something out. Work out a little trade. Yeah. What What would you guess the licensing of it? If you just had to, I mean, guess, obviously, we've never I, done. I'm know. guessing $25,000 a year is what you pay in a membership. I have no idea. And then you can just stream as much as you want. Yeah. That'd be, but, but if, but I, you know, we're just one, if we were a radio station, maybe it's more, I, Going to the website, ASCAP, ASCAP. Uh, oh, that's how you find out how much a song is? No, no, no. I don't, I don't, I, I don't even know. I just know radio stations, like, you know, sports talk radio stations, for example, pay a fee so they can use real music coming back Through from ASCAP? commercial break. Yeah, it's like a licensing group. It's one of the, gotcha. li- there's a couple license, big licensing groups that have like, you know, the library and whatever. Gotcha. Uh, but I don't, it might be more than that, honestly. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Anyway, uh, DraftKings is underway, so everybody in our 100-person game, good luck to you. Uh, sucks. By the time you're listening to this, you might be dead in the water with your team. But uh, we're gonna we're not gonna do a mailbag today. Today was a busy day for both of us, so we'll try and get it in. Middlecoff had some golf this morning, so we'll try. <laughs> I got a golf lesson. <laughs> uh, so we'll try and get it in. We might do one Friday. We might even do a live stream Friday morning on our YouTube page, so just keep an eye out for that if you're listening to this before Friday morning. We're moving some uh, – we got a lot a lot of pieces to move around the deck here, John, but uh, – Leave yeah. a, you still got a few. You can leave a question on the iTunes is what we're getting at. Yeah. Leave a review. Leave a review. Leave a question. Did you say someone left a little two-star? Yeah, they were mad. We talked about too much golf, they said. Yeah. So I, When I was in the car driving back day. from my golf lesson, <laughs> I had Russo on. Yeah. And Russo show opened. And his opening of the show is like, if you are looking. I can't do a Russo, but. Good if you're looking, morning, yeah. everybody. <laughs> Reaction to the NBA All-Star snubs. You're in the wrong place. <laughs> I will not mention that one time today. And then he went into something about the NCAA tournament or something. But, you know, I can't. Sometimes you just like what you like, and there are things that maybe you want to take on LeBron. I don't give a fuck right now. I mean, I don't. You I mean don't know Russo, Russo talking Aussie Open? No, he was like, the, it, it turned Loves out tennis. in his uh, contract that he claims he's never looked at a contract in his 65 years of life that he has to do four podcasts, and one of them. They're doing like a deep dive on the NCAA tournament, mm. and he's using some of those old coaches from like the ACC. You know, Bayheim's kind of age group, but they're not coaching anymore. Mm-hmm. 
and he was going to go on some rant about something about how the tournament got, I don't even know. He was adamant, though, he was not going to mention the NBA All-Star Game, which in fairness, like, <laughs> which I don't give a I used to care about game. that, and I can't care about that. And I saw a good tweet from Gottlieb. I remember, none of these players wanted to go, and now they're all up in arms about the about the All-Star Game? Well, which know. is it? I of course. Know. I, thought that, I didn't know they wanted to go again now. I thought they didn't want to go. Well, they don't want to go, but once you once you pick the teams, you know people get very very sensitive. For sure. All right, should we talk about the stuff that's happening today, right now? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. Adam Schefter, uh, guest of the show, tweeted this: John, friend of the show, Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson has not demanded a trade. His agent Mark Rogers told ESPN, Wilson has told the Seahawks that he wants to play in Seattle, but if a trade were considered, the only teams he would go to are the Cowboys the Saints, the Raiders, and the Bears. We'll get specifically to the Raiders part of this later, but this is partly a reaction to the big article in The Athletic that didn't look good for him, didn't look great for Pete Carroll, just didn't look good for anybody. I think this is a tough... Did you see the video of that MMA guy fighting the Oklahoma wide receiver yeah. kicking the crap out You're of him? You're damn right I did, 13 well, times. I, I, I think Russell is the ultimate politician. And anyone that watches them all the time in Seattle and obviously people on the national level, just a little cheesy for me. And that's, I separate that from the player, right? The, the player is extra, is incredible. Yeah. I think he's one of the greatest players I've ever seen. The, the shtick, I'm not even talking the go Hawks. I'm talking just the, the, all the BS, just be a fucking human. And we can argue all day long. Is that him? Is it not? I don't know. Can I interject before you make the rest of your point? Cause I think it's a really good point. I asked somebody ahead. who used to play with him. And I said, what's the deal? Like, is he disliked or is he just not loved? You know, like there's a difference. Yeah. And he said, he said, I don't know how it is now because he's really blown up. He said, when I was there, everyone respected him because he worked hard, but he was just a really hard guy to connect with because you didn't know if it was real. Sorry, keep yeah. going. So, so, it, so it could be a little, could it be fake or could that just be who he is? Like, did you read the GQ article with Ciara? No. Well, I, the only reason I did is because I saw people tweeting about it and it was outrageous. And then you read it. It was like, they got to be together when he's, when he's getting a massage for his Thursday game and she's holding his hand. It was just stuff that big cat had a good rant on it. Like you're telling me he's never like farted and that, you know, they laugh. It's like be a human. And I think the problem is like Deshaun Watson is kind of being a human. Did you see the tweet today? He met with David Cully like last week yep. and said, I am not playing for you. And it's like, you know what? The guy is just being a human. Russell's like, you know, guy, if I was going to kick your ass, I'd hit you with a bat in the back of your kneecap, or we could hug and shake hands. It's like, Russell, just say you want fucking out, or just make take a stance. Like, he's he's trying to play, and the athletic article is really good. I mean, he is a little over the top right now in like a PR campaign. And I, Seattle's in a tough spot, right? They're kind of in no man's land. Of course they don't want to trade the best player in the history of their franchise. I don't know that happens to play quarterback, but clearly it's like, well, this guy's getting a little bit of a pain. He walks into these personnel meetings. He thinks he's, you know, uh, Ron Wolf. And it's like, okay, Russell, who are your top 10 players? Like it's, it's easy for all the like pro player guys. It's like, he just wants things done. Well, like what? Like, what do you want to do? You want this player? Well, he costs X. Right. We can't get we Trent Williams because we're paying you 15% of the cap. Yeah, we don't have any fucking money, Russell. So it's like, okay, you want these drafts? Like, I would say, and we've talked about this before, I've always looked at, we make fun of John for trading down. He has traded a lot of picks for players. I don't. Do you view Seattle? I, I, I would encompass this baseball, basketball, and football 
as one of the more aggressive organizations in sports since Russell's been there. Uh, yep. I, I do view them that way. Like a top eight, ten organization of just, I'm including all three major sports, of just like they are not afraid to take massive swings. Yeah, definitely the swings. You know, it, it, there are some threads here that feel like the frustrations and the situation with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers a couple of years ago when it was like, it just, they're never getting them any weapons. They're never getting them any they, weapons. They've they're done it twice, guy. Weapons. Percy Harvin and, and Jimmy Graham, it didn't work, but it's like they, they took huge swings. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying Seattle is more aggressive than even Green Bay has been in that regard, right? When it comes light, to getting their star quarterbacks weapons. Sure. And yet we're kind of, so it's like, well, it's not about weapons. It's about protecting them. Okay. Well, I mean, it's about the offense they run. It's about all, it's about this like fundamental. The other push and pull of that article was Pete Carroll has a fundamental philosophy about how to play football. And there's this theme, like this feeling like Russell wants to be great, but he also wants to be a star. And, you know, those things don't necessarily have to be separated, right? Brady became a star because he was great, not because he was a star. You've read right? the book, right? Which book? Parts of it? Peace. Uh, I have read parts of Pete's book, yeah. Wasn't a big thing is when he got fired from the NFL before he ended up in USC, was it that he met with John Wooden? Was that the guy? or Whoever he met with was some famous, I thought, coach that told him, you have to be true to yourself. And that's where Pete just like, I'm me, I'm an always compete energetic guy, double down on that, and it's yeah. worked. Yeah, yeah. But, and, part and of, I, but part of the athletic article is like, well, but you, you, know, you have your kids around, and no one can really tell you what to do, and... It, are we really always compete? Just if we're presenting the other side, that was part of what the athletic article yeah, I mean, suggested. One of his kids like disappeared and then came back. Well, he was mad because his role had been, I don't know. Yeah. That was separate from the kid that's now at Arizona, right? Yeah, it's a different Nolan kid. and that, Brennan. Right. Which, which I get. And I, listen, there are two truths to this. I think there, I would imagine it's somewhere in the middle. I would imagine Russell has a lot of valid points. I think anyone listening to this if you've ever worked for anyone, and that's ultimately kind of Russell, even though Pete still works for someone else, he is a very, very powerful boss. And the dynamic is there. Russell ultimately answers to Pete. There is a dynamic where Russell, who is, you know, one of the most talented guys in like league his I mean, his talent is immense, thinks he's right on 100% of the things. Pete thinks he's right on 100% of the things. And they probably meet somewhere in the middle. I do think, and we can relate, we've been through a pretty contentious breakup and I don't compare it to because not with each like, other with our radio station yeah with our radio station and Mark it was John was successful. the contentious one yeah but it wasn't like we were at WFAN and I wanted out we were at a thing that was going yeah. into the ground and we got out yeah. so Seattle well, the they, were were up. They, they were having success <laughs> right yeah well yes well, they had to pay, me, of, they had to, pay I mean, us to go away they they that's right they uh they're having success by a certain standard but not by the standard that you know, they kind of set for themselves when they went to back-to-back -to -back Super Bowls, right? But part of that, I think they'd look back and go, well, Russ, you were way cheaper. Our team was way better. Sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I just... Honestly, it feels like Russell's over Pete, and in a weird way, Pete and John maybe over him a little bit. Here's the one thing... But, but you can't be the guys that traded Russell Wilson. But can you? Well, I mean, like I, I, hold on. You can be, but it's... Even if you don't love him, you're still like I, he is the quarterback, and that's kind of a big deal on an NFL team. I was driving the I was driving within the last couple of weeks. I forget who said it. Might have been on NFL radio. It someone had said that back when Paul Allen was alive and like really healthy. So for the probably the first, if John Schneider's been there ten or eleven years, you know, eighty percent of it. 
after every single game, John Schneider had to write a report to Paul Allen on every single play. I mean, it was pretty great, but it, I think a lot of people saw Paul Allen and been like, you know, just richest guy in the league, but just kind of cool to work for. I think, he, and I know Coward, who's pretty tight end up there too, said that a huge void since Paul has died, that Pete's power has grown exponentially because there's there ain't no more reports being written. Like, because the, the sister, I think, or the daughter, whoever's now in charge, Paul does Allen's not give sister. a shit yeah. about football or know anything. And I think Russell's probably looking, he's going unchecked. And I think John Schneider gets kind of tied into this. One, Russ, John was the guy that loved you too. He doesn't have any juice. Like he ultimately answers to Pete Carroll, who makes like $13, $14 million a year. Makes a ton. And I think he's worth it. He's the best coach in the history of their franchise. And Russell's the best quarterback in the history of their franchise. Isn't this kind of normal? Like they've had a decade long run and they just start butting heads. Like big egos, big money guys. Like, let's not act like Pete's the village idiot, which I think Twitter can act like and anyone that's pro player is going to act like. The Pete Carroll that I've watched for two decades kicks the shit out of people, right? And he's better with Russ, just like Russ. I'd say, hey, Russ, you could have gone to a lot of crappy places and not become what you became. Like, you should, which it's harder the bigger you become, realize, like, this has been a pretty good deal for me, right? Yes. The question is, you win. You're not trying to win. You win. Well, no. but then there becomes the why do we win? Do we win because of me and lose because of you? Right? Because that's that's what it feels like both of them. Well, think. when we won the biggest, here's what I'd say if I was Pete. When we won the biggest back-to-back Super Bowls 1-1, it was because we were the number one defense in the league. What am I, What am I, Russ? Oh, yeah, I'm a defensive guy. What are you, Russ? Oh, yeah, you're the quarterback. Remember when you used to hand it off a lot? And I'm not trying to be anti-Russ. I like Russ. But I think there's a push and pull with this, and I can I know social media is going to lean with Russ, and he's you always lean with the good player, and I'm not pro trading players away, but I think that we just act like it'll become Seattle's the village idiots really fast, and that's just bullshit. I mean, you and I living in this area have had a front row seat watching this franchise, seen them live countless times. Like they are a big boy operation, and it ain't just Russ. Like they have an. Elite coach might be strong, but he's damn good, and their GM's damn good. Like, they, 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 what are they, would you say, over the decade of the 2010s? Patriots would clearly be one. I, I think they would be in the running for the number two. Yeah, Saints right? would be in the conversation, right? But they've been to two Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah, one, one. You know? Saints didn't win one. Packers, maybe. Like, it's, it's a short list. They're on it. Yeah, and their floors is really high. That's the other thing with them. Is like they never look like even when they're struggling, they're a potential playoff team, right? So their standard has never dropped below let's make the playoffs. Like not making the playoffs is an absolute failure. Even losing in the first round is a failure for them, which is yeah. a testament to how high they've raised the bar. But like, for example, when they trade two ones and a two to get Jamal Adams, the thing with football. I mean, all three sports are, you know, the three major sports are team sports. But in football, there's like offense, defense. So it's like, I think Russ would go, well, it doesn't help me out. Well, it helps the whole thing out, right? Yeah, I mean, watch, that, look at the Bucks. But isn't that, like, do, does Pete and John get credit for doing that? Like, isn't that a big swing? I haven't even mentioned that. You're saying like, from Russ, does Russell give them credit for that? Yeah, it's like, hey, thanks for getting us. He might have wanted Jamal Adam. He might have been like, yeah, finally, you did something I said to do, <laughs> right? I don't but know. That's but one's but, like, oh, yeah, well, Russ, well, thanks but, for that. Yeah, but, but... You know, I also think if you investigated any, if you investigated any football team to this depth, you'd find all kinds of stuff. The question is, what ultimately happens? Can they figure it out, 
or it, or are both of them going to go, well, now it's kind of out there. It makes it a little easier. Does the Seahawks think now that it's out there, it makes it easier for them to do it? You know, the idea well, that see, the team see, is... I take it. I think Russ wants it out there, so it makes it easier to break up. I think Russ wants a breakup, yeah, don't you? Well, I mean, yeah, I or do. Or kissed. Because there's no question where he would go next. They would have to treat him very differently than where he is now. But I also think he wants to. He wants the worst case scenario here to be that he stays and they have to listen to him, right? Because they have to really do some hard introspection and think about: Do we really want to trade Russell Wilson and come back and decide that no, we don't? Now, the one thing he does, if you want it out, saying I want to go to the Cowboys, the Saints, the Bears doesn't really help you get traded, especially the Saints. Are they really going to trade him to Sean Payton? Well, they have one. They have no money. So if they'd have to cut guys two, their picks, once they got them, I think we'd all expect those picks to just be in the 20s moving forward, right? Yeah, so you're not setting yourself up to get moved there, even though uh, can't guard Mike. Uh, Michael Thomas uh, posted on Instagram a photo of him and Russ from the uh, Pro Bowl. Uh, and the the Bears thing, I mean, the Bears would happily do it. But again, well, you're going to trade them within your conference when you think you can win conference championship? Same for the Cowboys. Now, the Raiders, on the other hand, and we'll get to what the Raiders would have to pay. Uh, like that would make me think if I were the Seahawks because you could get Derek Carr and all the stuff that that athletic article said they hate about Russ would be stuff that they love about Derek. Derek would be like, yeah, I know. I, let's run the ball. I don't want to turn it over. Let's I'll be coachable. I'd love to play. Derek would love to play for Pete, I think. Uh, now, I don't think he'd want to leave the Raiders, but I, that one does make you think. But to me, Russ didn't give them that many teams that they would really trade him to. That's why I'm a little skeptical that that's what he really wants. Yeah, I. I would tend to agree, but I, I don't think players think like that. Players aren't. This is where I think the my pushback is. Like, he's not consumed with the cap. He's not consumed with who's, I guess, all those spots, right, beside Derek, which Russ ain't going to care about. You know, the Dak situation. The Saints don't have a quarterback. Obviously, the Bears don't have a quarterback. But I, he's not consumed with this team's X number of dollars. Over you might be right. He might just think Chicago's a great market. Dallas, that I'd be a star there. The Saints, we'd win. Yeah, Vegas, my wife's happy. Yeah, but they're a weird combination. Like, none of them are the same. You know, it'd be one thing if it was like uh, L.A., New York, uh, Chicago. I'd be like, okay, the Raiders, I get it. Yeah, but I, I think we all have, in a weird way, like, everyone likes different things. You know, I, about whatever you're interested in or whatever you want to pursue. Okay, what's Chicago? There's, well, Big there's city? an element of what's well, a huge city, and he goes, they got a good defense. I'm fucking an elite player. Yeah, great. I, I Saints, think, in that fairness to him, right? here's Sean where Payton. I will defend him. Russ could be like, you could trade me to the Jags tomorrow. We're in the playoffs. Like, it, I'm one of the best. I'm a top two or three player but, in but this that's league. That's my point. If he really wants to get traded, then his list has to be more than four teams. Yeah, but a part of it, and it's already been pretty well established, the market matters to him, right? Yes, yeah. That's where I think the Saints... Little smaller market, but cool market, and he gets a sweet coach. That one's more like I can win a Super Bowl. There. Absolutely, that's about but, being in the Brady. That's about getting yourself in the. That's about a legacy. the The other three are I'm good enough to help these teams. Will be sweet, and the market's going to take me to superstardom. Which he's already a superstar. Yeah, like, I don't. I think his Vegas change. I think the Vegas thing's more about his wife. I agree. The Cowboys. Pure brand. That one's Cow no brainer. The Bears, kind of best of all the worlds. Russ is like send me to McCarthy. That's a little weird. Yeah. But these are details you figure out later. I, I, I'm the most intrigued by the Raiders. I want to dive into that. Butcherbox.com slash ham helps you make good decisions. 
Last night, I was thinking about ordering out. And then I reached into the freezer, grabbed some ground beef, and all of a sudden, it was homemade taco night. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials. You get peace of mind with ButcherBox because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping, as always, and you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. And they send you the good stuff, curated. Right now, go to butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham, and you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. I'm going to give you the same advice I gave my buddy who just called me recently because he was getting a vasectomy. He just came from the doctor. They said they told me I got to shave. I said, gotta get to more like it. And I sent him the lawnmower 5.0 from Manscaped. It's going to be the MVP for him and for you this March. Go to manscaped.com and use the code HAM to get 20% off and free shipping. Get the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, and you'll be the Cinderella story of March. The Lawnmower 5.0 is strong until the last stroke with a battery that lasts the entire tournament, a waterproof design, and interchangeable skin safe blade heads that guarantee smooth ball handling every time. To top it off, the performance package throws in two free gifts, boxers 2.0 and the new toiletry bag. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code ham at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com, code ham. When things get hairy, make sure to call on Manscaped in clutch time. Get on the Prize Picks app, just like me, and use the code ham50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Football season's over. But hoop season is getting hot, tournament season, or the fight for playoff home court. There's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. So get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And you can get it on baseball, too. I've got some season-long more or less picks on multiple stat projections on home runs. Uh, not off, Not feeling great about Shohei less than 38 and a half right now, but... I put that one in the app just because I wanted something to root against with the Dodgers. Prize Picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured. So hoops, somebody leaves in the first half, no problem. Injury insurance. And on Prize Picks, you can win up to 100x your money with as little as four correct picks. I love it. It's Download the app today. Use code HAM50 for the first deposit match of up to $100. Can I tell you about my friends? Very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game time. They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run? Well, that's where you use game time. You just download the app on your smartphone and you can search any event. Concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college. Search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you sightline on the app. And uh, it's really easy. Buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. I cannot recommend it enough. And here's what we're doing for you. When you use the promo code HAM, H-A-M, you save $20 off at checkout. That's promo code HAM 
at checkout and save $20 to any event. Download the GameTime app now. This one makes the most sense to us. You and I immediately started texting about what the Raiders would have to offer. This was actually twofold. Makes a lot of sense for several reasons. One, right, John? The Raiders would have a quarterback the Saints, uh, the uh, Seahawks would want. Two, feels like Gruden would pay the most. But I guess once you start dangling Russ, a lot of people would play, pay a lot. So what intrigues you most about Raiders, Seahawks, Russell Wilson trade partnership? But I think, like, for example, Carolina would pay a lot, but he's got a no-trade clause, so if he's not interested in going there, there's no they don't even get to seat at the table, right? Him just putting the Raiders Russell, on the right. line yep. is kind of unique, right? It's We just talked about some of these teams. Just being on that list is not nothing. Like, that. That's confirmed from his agent. Like that's his fucking list. The Raiders are on the list, and, to and there's me, not John eight Gruden, other teams. There's just no, those four. It's four. And, and here's the other thing: it's the only one that makes sense that could give them a quarterback back who's cheap and who gives them more wiggle room. To me, why the Cowboys make no sense? Their quarterback is is thirty seven million dollars. I heard on a, some podcast yesterday, and he doesn't. He's got to sign him to a new contract, so he's going to want at minimum that money moving forward. That's crazy. John Snyder ain't doing that. Derek makes twenty two million dollars a year. And he fits the, the scheme. They would like him. Well, I just, well, what, who did they just hire? Part of that article is like Russ, he did get to interview the OCs. Yeah. They hired the Rams OC. Derek, to me, is tailor-made for the Shanahan offense, right? He would be really good in that. And, and Pete's style of play. To me, how does this, if this is offered, how do they turn this down? Okay, so before we get to the if, uh, what the offer would be one other element that makes sense here for the Seahawks. The other three teams on the list are in the NFC. Not only are the Raiders not in the NFC, they're in the Chiefs division. So if you're the Seahawks, I think, yeah, you're trading and away Char- Russ. And Chargers. And the Chargers, thank you. Yeah, you're trading away Russ, but you're thinking, all right, our goal is to be in the Super Bowl. And if we're in the Super Bowl in the next seven years, we're going to have to beat Mahomes anyway. So uh, maybe it's Russ that we'd have to beat, but that means Russ had to beat Mahomes to get to the Super Bowl. So either way, worst case scenario, we're playing Mahomes. Anything less than Mahomes is not as bad. I think that helps you stomach the AFC relative to the NFC as well. That's what makes the Raiders also unique here. Hard part to stomach. I think ideally you'd like to get them three hours away. It is pretty close to Seattle. I, I do think West Coast people, yeah. like the fan base, you would just watch. It'd be hard. He'd be a star, right? It, like in a way that even, he'd be a star. He'd be Vegas. I, it'd be it, a big it, deal. People it would, would be, feel different if he lived in Portland or Seattle and he was playing in Miami, right? He'd be totally. like out of sight, out of mind. The yep. Vegas thing would be kind of in your eyes a lot. It would but so would the like. Cowboys. So would the Saints. Yeah. I. Here's what the offer is. I think it's a no-brainer. To me, we talked before about Derek being worth a one and a two. That gets thrown out the window a little bit when you're trading for the quarterback, right? Like you, you're paying $2 for a dollar to get Russell Wilson. Like to me, Derek is included in a deal with yep. three first round picks and probably a second. It's a lot, but it's just like, so their first this year, their next two firsts and Derek Carr. And I don't think it's crazy for them to ask for like their first and their second this year, this but definitely year. three ones. And Derek is probably the is gets me to pick up the phone. And then maybe I, maybe I get the third this year or something. Right. But I don't know if three ones and Derek just get it done. I but I look, but I also don't know how any of the other teams top that because Derek if I just view Derek and Dak as pretty well equals Derek is dramatically cheaper and under contract yeah. right it's, it's an easy one for Seattle well if you're Seattle we and Seattle we know values picks based on their behavior less than some other teams would value picks right so if you're the Raiders that would not be my first offer because if I'm the Raiders to your point you're saying I'm giving you Derek 
Somebody else is going to give you an extra first. You, you have no idea who that one is going to turn into. Maybe it turns into your quarterback when Pete's 72. I don't know. Right? 73? Well, guys, you have no he'd idea. Be the, he'd be the youngest 73-year-old ever. You've seen, you've, we've stood by him. He's young. I'm pretty sure he's 58. But So if you're the Raiders, your first offer would be, I think your first offer would be like Derek and a one and a two. Now, they're oh, not God. taking that. I mean, come on. I, I your would, offer can be whatever you want it to be. I'm I not, know, but there is... Okay, well, you own a million dollar home and you offer five hundred grand. I mean, that's that's insulting. Of course, it's insulting. But Russell gets to control where he goes, and I've got Derek Carr. So whatever. Who don't get caught up in the offer. I'm saying the first offer would not be Derek and three ones and a two. But if I'm Seattle, it's a weird it's a weird line to walk because I think I can get the most out of Gruden probably. But I also they've got this thing that that I that the other teams can't give me, which is Derek. So. Ultimately, I don't think you can trade Russ for less than Derek and three ones. I think that's the minimum. Derek and two ones and a couple of twos, maybe, because Derek is valuable to you. But, yeah, I, I think it's Derek. I agree, I agree with what you said. That's fine. I'm just saying if I'm the Raiders, there's a whole – the element here of, like, there's a difference between Russ saying, oh, he would accept the trade publicly, but internally saying, I, I need to get traded. Because that's the world where you do – offer them less than you want to give them. But here's the thing. Derek's had a nice career, and I think he viewed as having a good year. I can't. Derek is no lock to be a really good player for me if I'm Seattle. I'm hedging my bet. I think he's solid. But it could easily come and he'd be average, right? Look how it took him years under Gruden just feel this year like he's kind of got it going on again. I, I, I think his value in a vacuum to a team, if you're going to trade him, Maybe they get a one and a three or whatever to the Bears. Let's say their car is going to get traded. The Bears would give their first and their third pick for him probably. But to me, if you're Seattle, given that I'm giving up Russell, I'm giving up such a powerful thing. A Hall of Fame quarterback in the prime of his career who is on his work, who's just so much better than Derek, it's not even funny, that Derek's value is diminished when you factor him in as a trade, I'd say either for Deshaun or Russell. If you're just trading him straight to a team, his value is stronger. Well, hold on. What would Russell, what would the Saints have to give then? Uh, four ones. Okay, so then Derek, if you have to give three ones and Derek, then Derek's not diminished as a value, right? Yeah, but I'm saying like they probably could get Derek a one and a two or a one and a three. Like a one and a three is way better than just a one, right? Yeah. I'm just saying if Russell's value is four ones, then three ones and Derek, I do think that works. Because I do think... Again, well, you told see, me I was crazy for that that offer, right? No, I didn't say I agree with that offer. That's the offer I texted you the same thing. I agree with that offer. But you said if you're the Raiders, you'd offer a one, Derek, and a two or something. Yeah, I'm saying my first offer would be that. I'm not saying that's yeah. what my offer, like what I'm, I'm willing to pay. I'm just saying uh, when, when we get into bidding, I'm willing to go. Th- I think it would cost you three ones and Derek. I'm just saying my first offer would not be three ones and Derek because part of this is how do they value Derek? How little do they value picks? And behind the scenes, how much does Russell want to get traded? But here's, and this is where I think it's way different than every other trade that's happened. Probably I'd have to really, I mean, a player of this caliber never gets traded in the prime of his career. Uh, There's just like, Hey guys, if you want him, just know this, he's outrageously expensive. And I think him and Deshaun have the same thing going on. So it's like, don't even waste our time. Like that, like the Howie thing with Wentz was very complicated and his value was down. The Stafford thing was kind of unique. 
uh, this is like, listen, these four teams, like if we, if we were open to trade them, just know this, you got to pay, you know, a sh- an absolute boatload to even get us to think. Cause at the end of the day, we don't have to trade them. And well, unlike Deshaun, but, he's not demanding, but I just think, but unlike Deshaun, the Texans want to keep the Texans have not even thought about life. Would, would the, if, the, if, if Pete Carroll called Gruden right now and said, Hey, listen, we will trade him to you by the end of the day. Here's the offer, no negotiating, three ones, Derek Carr, and your third this year. Is the deal done by the end of the day? Yes, the Raiders do that deal. That's what I'm saying. So it's like that. the deal, like well, that to me is probably... We're not arguing. I'm not arguing. We, we agree on what the price would be. We just disagree on what the first call would be because I do think you can waste the Seahawks' time. I absolutely think you can waste their yeah, time. Yeah, see, I, to me, with a player, I, I, I just don't, I think the Deshaun Seattle, like I think the offers starting are going to be outrageous. Just because it's like you yeah, have but a chance but to get but them. the market this is not the Deshaun. This you're is, right. It's there's limited. only four teams. Yeah, it's limited. Now I will admit you shouldn't offer them. Okay, you're right. You shouldn't offer them Derek and another one and a two. You should start. But I wouldn't start at what I would actually pay. Is my point. I would start at whatever two two twos, two ones and Derek. Let's yeah. let's start. Well, there. let's just hypothetically say they pulled the trigger on that two ones, two twos, and Derek. If you Seattle fans would be like, what the fuck? The Raiders would have won that trade, and you can't have it look like you won that trade when you're Seattle, yeah. that you lost that trade. But again, like I'm, that, talking about, what, I'm talking about two me, different like things. I, I, I shouldn't this, even bring up what your first offer would be. Like the one thing with Deshaun what, and the, the other thing with, with Russell, and I do this, and I'm just as guilty, is like I love throwing in like a two or a three. Like to me, that's just like mac and cheese or mashed potatoes or whatever. Like people want filet mignon. And well, it has and to hurt. T-bones. Yeah, it's, it, to me, it's more ones. One and then one thing good about Derek is like he can be justified as a one, right? He starts absolutely. He can be be justified as more than a one. Yeah. Do you think anyone, if you were a Seattle fan, three ones and Derek Carr? I'm still like, we just trade Russell Wilson. No, I don't think you can trade him and win if you're Seattle. Other than if you win, and that's where I think they're different than Houston. They don't have any picks. Also, remember, so that's it's kind of unique. It's not like they. Because I keep thinking in the back of my mind, well, then they'll be loaded with draft capital. Well, they traded it for uh, Jamal. Oh, yeah, so they need it back. So it's really, they're not going to end up with, like, all this extra stuff. No, they're just going to end up with better picks they than they would have had. Like, the Raiders pick is better than theirs because the Raiders went 8-8 eight eight or whatever. But that's where, yeah. to me, that the you know what it probably is? You make us whole this year for Jamal, a 1 and a 2. We want your 1s the next two years, and Derek, and the deal's done. I think at least if you're a Seattle fan, that is a lot. But but a lot hinges yeah, I, as much as no on way the I players. Feel good about trading. Th- this is where the pressure goes on Derek. Derek gets to fly under the radar a little bit because he hasn't played really in meaningful games in five years. And like the moment he takes a snap for Seattle, week one, when 15 minutes is on the clock and the ball went out of bounds, they're taking their first snap against whoever. The snap matters. And every fan and the coaching staff and the organization, they're viewing him through the prism of a Russell. So, like, he can't, he doesn't get to have, well, you know, it's the deep. It's like, you're just not fucking good enough. I think the pressure on Derek, that's what I'm talking about. Derek in a vacuum is worth that. But once you actually get him, is he good enough? Like, can you just go 10 and 6 against the Niners and the Rams? Like, it just, it, if I'm John Snyder, for again, Derek fits the money and in theory, but I don't know, man. I can see I it going bad. Well, here's the other thing you could do. But I'd rather have Derek than Dak, right, for that money. So it now their pick this year, the Cowboys pick is see, better than the Raiders. Here's the thing you could do, 
as we're just talking through this more. Part of that athletic article was they love Josh Allen. And as you said to me, like, it felt like maybe if they were going to trade Russell for the Browns number one pick, they weren't going to take Baker. They're going to take Josh Allen, right? Mm-hmm. That's, the other that's part of the what, that, that was an educated guess. Yeah, no, crazy? I'm just saying that's your theory. I'm giving you credit because well, I think remember, it's a good theory. Remember, Russell was pissed off they were at Josh Allen's uh, pro day. Pro day, yep. <laughs> the other thing the article says is that they were going to draft Mahomes if he lasted until... Now, again, some of this, is, you know, it's hard to know how much... That had a little true. Danny Ainge. I love Draymond Green in the top 10. Exactly. <laughs> but... Times Dallas 10. has the ten, Dallas has the tenth pick. If you could get if there's a quarterback and if you just like if the Seahawks like we love Trey Lance or we love Justin Fields, and we could get Dallas's ten, we could tell Dallas you're going to give us a one and a two this year, and then you know three other ones, and uh, that's and really then, risky though. You don't guarantee that you can get up to get a guy like that. No, I know, I know. I'm just saying like I I wonder if they could, and then they would go. All right, we've got Dallas's, we've got ten, and we've got. Um, what's what's Seattle's pick? No, well, they don't have their pick. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, they don't have picks. So, yeah, so they would have to trade. They would have to take like two of the ones Dallas gives them and use those to get up to like number two or number three, right? They'd have to guarantee themselves they get a quarterback. I'm just saying, I do wonder, maybe that's an alternative for them if there's a guy they love. Could they get? I, I think that's almost a safer road than taking Derek and having not work out. Just be like, we went with a rookie that we loved, right? But you'd have to know that you get that rookie immediately. Like you, that's where yeah. Derek is the safer. You can't trade Russell without almost at least a bird in the hand, because you could never be. What if they got stuck in no man's land? Then all of a sudden, like Mariota's their fucking starting quarterback, and it's a disaster. They would. You, well, yeah. You or you just have to know, like, okay, the Jets have said they will take more of our picks. Yeah. Right. The Jets have said it too. They'll take he compl- he complicates for him a little bit if like he refuses to go to the Miami or the Jets because I would say if if one of those two teams was on the list it, they would immediately no no sorry control. I just mean no no I know I know they send to Dallas and then they use Dallas's pick yeah I think if if Miami or the Jets were just an added team to that four team list they would be way more I think the Raiders are by far the most realistic of the four but if the Jets or Dolphins had been included and there had been five teams. They would fly by the Raiders, right? And it'd be like, well, if they love one of these quarterbacks, you just trade for the second or third pick, and boom, you're you're off the, you know, you're at the gate, right? Yeah. What happened? Especially to the New Jets. York? The Jets would make a lot of sense, right? Because you'd be like, well, they would just know they'd get the number one quarterback out of the next group of four if they loved one of them. Which I think it's fair to say, like John Schneider's into some traits, right? Mahomes, Josh Allen, even if and he's into scouting quarterbacks. But that's his job, right? Well, no, I know. I'm just saying, like... He's he, pretty good at it. It kind of yeah. feels like he thinks he can nail... You know, he wants to show that Russ wasn't an accident. I'm pretty sure he was there when they drafted Aaron Rodgers in 07. He worked for the Green Bay Packers. Did like, he I, love them? I'll give John Snyder credit. Like, I mean, uh, I think he's got a pretty Russell. good feel for quarterbacks, right? But yeah, but we don't know. We just... It's like, oh, based on what we think he would have done. Which, again, it's easy they, to go, this is what I would have, you know, would have done five years ago. Yeah, you later. signed Matt Flynn. He was going to be your quarterback until you got Russ. Ed Tavares Jackson, they, they had some crappy guys. Boynton. But in, fair, in fairness to this, John Schneider was the guy, and Pete's been on record about this, that really went all of his chips in the middle of the table on the guy, right? He wanted yeah. to draft him rounds ahead. He he would have drafted him like the first round. It was Veach Mahomes. But even like, I do think Andy was way more into Mahomes than even Pete. I wonder. I do wonder if this gets back to, Pete's never really been all in, right? Like, did Pete... 
Like he just look at Pete when he took off his shirt for DK Metcalf. Look at some of the guys, Cam Chancellor. You you meet Richard Sherman. These guys are big. Michael Bennett. You know, some of their offensive guys, Marshawn Lynch. Look at some of his USC teams, right? Russell, you just see that team. They're they look a little differently now, but like in the peak, he's an outlier just size wise. Pete, like Josh Allen, I can see Pete like liking that. Pete wants Pete, Pete's like Nick Saban. He wants his team to be enormous. Right. And then think about his style. His yeah, style is not ball. predicated on star quarterback. I I actually could see Derek Carr making a lot of sense for him. I think he does make a ton of sense for them. But like you said, you it's it's part of it's got to be their evaluation is they believe that he's a great quarterback. Because if he's not But even great, could of, you just mean like a top like you just no, need yeah, to all top start. fifteen. Yeah. Top twelve. Let's call top twelve quarterback. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got to be above solid, but they might think solid's good enough for us to win the division. I do think it'd be the one where Derek, he couldn't even really be that. Like he got traded for a way better player, right? It's no, like, you what, can't be. Yeah. What deal would Gruden say no to? Like, as we're talking about all the stuff Seattle would ask for, like, would like Gruden three say one, no three four? twos and Derek, right? Yeah. I Now that I'm thinking about it, like, are we, would Seattle need to ask for more? Because if Gruden says yes immediately, then I'm not, maybe I'm not asking for enough. What about this? Three ones, Waller? Derek, Josh Jacobs. Pete likes running backs. Yeah, they do like running backs. I mean, I, I'm just Would thinking. Would you do that if you're Gruden? Yes. But I'm just thinking if I'm Gruden and I would say yes right away, then it doesn't hurt me enough. It should hurt me too to acquire well, Russell. Well, guy, he once got traded for two ones and a million dollars. That's a great point. <laughs> So I just think he realized... I will not trade more than what I got. What does it even matter? All right. The 49ers. Not on Russell Wilson's trade list. Taxes. Uh, uh, John Lynch said this about Jimmy Garoppolo on the I Test for Two podcast when asked, is there any doubt in your mind that Jimmy Garoppolo is your quarterback when you line up in September? His response was immediate. No, he said. Not at all. I really believe that. Do you really believe that? Uh, I do not. Uh, as people have pointed out on social media channels, he said similar things last year about DeForest Buckner's everything we want in a 49er. Well, that's uh, true. Yeah, but I mean, they traded him. Except like, expensive. Just, they're just, yeah, it just, I, I judge general managers, coaches. Like, I, I listen, I, I have a life motto. I judge you on actions, not by your words. A lot of people, I'd say in 2021 more than ever, have a bunch of opinions and then they live their life completely different. And I think in public jobs, you can say you got to say it. I'd argue, don't say anything at all. Like, you didn't have to do this article. Little bit of a PR campaign going on right now. Propping Jimmy up. Uh, which, it does feel like they're making a conscious effort. And they didn't get Stafford. Honestly, it doesn't... Maybe they did a good job. I, I don't know how active they were in Stafford. I know they were sniffing around. Once Jared Goff got involved, maybe they just knew they didn't. It wasn't really going to be an option for them. Like they wanted Jared Goff more than they want Jimmy Garoppolo, whatever. Right? So they just realized like that's not going to happen. Uh, and they they th- they when you draft twelve overall, in this we just talked about this with the the Raiders, and if you get a pick or Seattle, you trade Russell with picks. Unless you draft really like one, you could argue even two. You don't control that many things in the draft. Like once upon a time, the Niners traded as crazy as this was, and at the time, you're like, why did, why did the Bears trade from two to three? Or you know, they jumped up one spot. Right. Well, because they were scared that someone else, whether it's true or not, was going to come to two. 
Now, if somebody was <laughs> luckiest day of their life, as unless Garth they were going to do it, for, unless they were going to do it for like Mahomes or Deshaun. unanswered prayers. Yeah, what if it was for Deshaun or Mahomes? That's true. Probably not. That's true. But there was a lot of buzz at the time that teams were going to trade up for Trubisky. Well, who do you think was pushing a lot of that? Probably the Niners a little bit, right? And this is where I think you know they often say this is lying season. Uh, I do believe that you know just or just don't say like I'll give Belichick credit. He never says shit. So when he does something, it's like, oh, Belichick just traded a guy or signed a guy. You never know. I do think in most teams, and in fairness, like a big part of John Lynch's job, uh, once the Harbaugh, Chip Kelly, all the Tom Sula debacles happened, they needed someone. And Kyle's great at this too, but John's true role besides being the GM and being there for Kyle and drafting players, he is a great spokesman for the team, right? Everyone yeah, I think him. I would Everyone even just call him. him a face of the franchise. Yeah, okay, fair. That's a great way to put it. And he, they, they like him doing this stuff, and he can say the right thing. I just, I put little to no stock into anything he says on February 25th. <laughs> I, I, uh, if, if the draft had happened, and they didn't draft a quarterback, and he said this, I, I would 100% believe him, right? <laughs> uh, I'd say 90%, yeah, depending on... I wouldn't yeah. go 100. Wouldn't just go 100. See, dude, who knows what else was out there? I got no problem that he said a week before Joe Staley retired... We I'm not no calling out that Joe's one, the, the DeForest no, no, Buckner one. But I got no problem with him saying DeForest everything we want. Because, I again, I think it hurt them to trade him. They just, they I, they felt like it's what they had to do. I, I believe DeForest Buckner's everything they want in a 49er. Doesn't mean you can't trade the guy, which obviously is true. Do you, like, do you not believe that they meant they he's everything they want in a 49er? I think when you say something like that, you don't get rid of a player. Especially when he's that good. Yeah, or you're preparing people for, we're going to do something that hurts that we don't want to do, but we feel like we got to do it. And, and at the time when he said that, I, I don't even think they hadn't even, they probably talked to the Colts at the Combine, right? So, I mean, it might not even have been an option then. You don't even foresee someone trading you the 13th pick for DeForest Buckner. But, like, it just, I, this is my point. Words don't mean anything. Well, exactly. So, it, that's what I'm getting at is like, I, I, I don't hold it against him that they said that. No, stuff I'm not saying he's like a opposite. bad guy for saying that. I, I it's would just trade a him reminder. for pick 13 as well. But. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, it's back to, to Belichick. It's a reminder. Every saying. player has a price. But but it's fine because now that like there's Bill and there's everybody else. So Jimmy might have to be their quarterback. But I, the Steelers, I mean, a lot of teams are a little more mom. Sure. Yeah. I. But the Niners were in a different place, right? When John Lynch and well, Kyle just, Shanahan took over, it was a mess. And part of the job was we got to communicate. They part of the deal is we wanted to communicate with people. We want the community to feel like we're doing the right thing. Like that's part of this job, which is not what Bill's job is. And it's certainly not what Tomlin's I, job I, is. I'd push back. Once you've established, you guys are fucking pretty good. It's overrated. You don't need to do any of the shit. <laughs> right. Well, I don't think you ever have to do any of this stuff. No. You don't have to do no, it from but the beginning. They, Just they be good. At, I at always, the at the beginning, they were going to be bad for a couple of years. It was well needed. But and I think just, it comes natural to John. I'm not yeah. saying he's not good at it. I just think you can get yourself in these sticky situations where you, people can come back. But, but I would say back to you, I don't think it matters. Like, well, if does, you trade Jimmy, it doesn't matter. So I don't even think it's that sticky for John. Like, John throws the blazer off and sits back at his desk and gets back to work. He doesn't think like, oh, my God, I've backed myself in this Garoppolo corner now. 100%. But you know, like, let's say they trade up to get Justin Fields. They trade Jimmy Garoppolo later that day or the next day. What's, like, everyone... Eh, I think Twitter is irrelevant, but like, it's just going to be social media, whatever, Facebook, YouTube, we're, you and I will be talking about it a little bit. I mean, it just, it's just, it will get discussed. Yeah, but it'll that's come part back of why up. he gets, there. 
Yeah, absolutely. But it's part of why you get paid the money is, hey, we got to there's some things we got to do here and we got to play Jimmy while we also play the trade market, while we also play the draft. And this is just part of it's part of the job. I'm with you. There is a way to go about it like Bill goes about it. But this is who the Niners want to be. They want to have John Lynch out there talking to people, just like the Warriors want Bob Myers out there talking to people less this year. But um, but this once is you just, get a bunch of once you get a bunch of rings, you can be a little quieter. You're right. That's true. That's true. I, I just I, I uh, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me. I get why they do it. I'm with you 100%. And I think mo- I think now most people have seen this enough, not from the Niners, just in general. I don't think anyone's holding it against them. Anything. My pushback would I, be... I, what I'm saying, though, is I don't think anybody reads that quote and goes, all right, Jimmy's here, everybody. I agree. Take, pack up the trucks. I, I think it's very... I'd argue it's very, very unfair to have anyone in his job and his role to give quotes in January, February about things that are hell even unforeseen to happen in March and April, right? Like I, of course, like I, I'm with you. He was not lying about DeForest Buckner, but you say these quotes, then you meet and talk with all these. A lot of things change. It's of all the leagues, it by far has the most turnover, and most things change. And a huge part of that is, well, you know, we actually didn't have any cap space. Now we cut four people. Now we have the cap space to trade for Player X, and maybe that's Jimmy Garoppolo. Who knows? There's just there is not as much unknown, for example, as like in the NBA. Like most rosters are kind of set, unless a player demands a trade, you know a guy's leaving or going. In the NFL, I could give you about ten hypotheticals right now with the Niners to include different players or players, and they would be somewhat believable, right? I could, and I'm talking so many Kittle, puzzle pieces, Warner, yeah. you name it. Yeah. No. Like if I told you the Packers, like Aaron's, like I only want to get traded to the Niners. And I, I'd start throwing out some Kittle Warner names. It's like, yeah, they'd be on the table right. immediately. Well, well, Deshaun. Deshaun's an example of that. It's been happening, right? Yeah. Like, it's if you told Kyle, you can get Deshaun. He's yours. But we have to be able to pick from the whole roster. We, we have to let us pick two players from the whole roster. Well, who do you we, think his favorite player is on the team? Who do I think Kyle's favorite player on the team is? Yeah. I mean, Kittle. I might say for Killer Post. Oh, but yeah, for Warner. I mean, I... I think you can make the case for Eddie. We've talked about this before that Kyle has this. We think he loves defensive players sometimes more than offensive players. Yeah. Uh, it's probably one of those two. Probably like, use, you get to play a little like, uh, is Helicopter Dad the right Disneyland dad? Yeah, well, yeah, it's yeah. like he's not totally with them, but he gets to kind of watch me. Like, these guys are badass. But he doesn't deal with them every day in the meetings where it's like Jimmy sure. or Kittle's driving them nuts. You know? Well, also, I think <laughs> defensive players, he needs them. He feels yeah. like he can scheme up any offensive player. He can't help Fred Warner. He for needs sure. Fred Warner. Yeah, and Bosa. And-, and Bosa, yeah. You're right. If you said, all right, Kyle, you can have one untouchable player. Who do you get to protect? And the Texans can take two of anybody else. I do not think it would be Kittle. I think he'd protect one of the deep. I think he'd protect Fred Warner. That's a good call, actually. Yeah. You'd protect Fred over Bosa, I think. Yeah. If you're it'd be one of those two guys, I think. Because he'd have to go, I can get it uh, tied in. But this is the point. Like, he would. you would never go. They would never trade. And this part of this PR campaign... He doesn't have to do that with Kittle, right? He's he's not going anywhere. Uh, Bose is under contract. I do think the Jimmy thing, there is enough smoke out there with his locker room, the quarterback position. I don't think he'd have to do this with another position. This is a little more sensitive, and I, I think they're, the word I'd use, I think they're overcompensating a little bit for Jimmy because I think a lot of people are shitting on him. And last year it kind of happened. This year it was quadrupled. I think a lot of it was earned. Like I, I don't see that much criticism of Jimmy. Like, didn't have that coming. And I criticism just of like the play the dependability is he good enough like can you do this again like it's all all to me everything i read on jimmy and i don't pretend to be reading every article but just 
it all feels very justified right now, right? And I think a lot of the haters last year pumping out their chest a little bit because they were somewhat validated, overrated. I guess the only defense was, well, he's not overrated. He didn't get to play. Well, it's like, well, he's, that's part of Jimmy. Yeah. Yes. But I, where I would, where it's probably not totally overcompensating is that if he is their quarterback next year, are we going to go through the whole offseason without them trying to defend him at all? Even if we don't, even if we don't think he needs to be defended, which well, is your one, point. One, one thing he said, I guess, was did he get an exclusive to Barrows? Barrows, good little pickup there. Is that uh, that next year they can't be in a position like this year, and they have to have a dependable backup? Well, you talking I, about he did this podcast interview is what is oh, where that's what quote, is where the quotes come from. Yeah. Okay. Who do you, do you know? Who he did the podcast interview with? I just saw Barrows. Tw- I just uh, assumed yeah. The to uh, I test for two is the name of the podcast. <laughs> That's a good get for the eye test for two. I don't even know who these people are, but uh, Clark Judge, who I know you've heard of, and Ira Kaufman. They're both NFL writers. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, Ira. He's know. a Chris Russo uh, weekly in the football season. I like yeah, Ira. these guys. Sorry, I just, oh, they're ta- they're Tampa Bay guys. Okay, that makes Ira is so Ira's probably known John for twenty five years. That makes sense. Here's the thing: the moment you say we need to get a dependable backup, that to me is a pretty big red flag. I'd argue <laughs> yeah. that. I'd argue that's more telling than him saying anything about Jimmy Garoppolo. Because that's basically saying, we can't depend on our court. He's telling you everything you need to know. Which, we already know. So, yeah. this is the problem. Like, I, these guys have to say stuff. For the most part now, unless there's, like, tension. Like, the Russell-Pete thing. There, there's tension there we don't know. But when it's just on the field stuff, I don't think you're going to trick a fan right now. Or, or even people around the league. Like, yeah, of course I can't depend on, you know, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo right now. They they would need they would be in the backup quarterback market if he's their quarterback like that. My mom would have a decent idea of that. Let alone other teams in the league. Let alone me, you, or anyone listening to this. Correct? Yeah. Like I I think that's I think everything he's saying like he's just saying pretty normal stuff. Not that and I but I, like I said I don't think words even matter. But he basically is telling you everything we already know. They're stuck with Jimmy right now. Obviously, he's still the only quarterback on the team that's is any good. Who, or at least can function, and they need a better backup quarterback if Jimmy is their quarterback. He didn't say if Jimmy's their quarterback, when Jimmy's their quarterback. But that, to me, tells you, like, that's not ideal because that's not the way good teams talk about their starting quarterback who makes 20-plus million. Yeah, you don't want to pay $7 million for a backup. It's it's part of what made, I thought, the season that Derek Carr had impressive and that the Raiders basically gave him a vote of unconfidence by spending a lot of money on Marcus Mariota. And then Derek had a great year, right? Yeah. He kind of did the opposite of a Wentz. It's a little different with a second-round pick, but it had some similarities. A guy that had been a high pick, right? I mean, pretty famous guy, and Derek responded really well. Yeah. And you could argue that's why Derek, I think, has earned more credit around the league, where Jimmy... But it's also clear the Raiders should have spent $10 million somewhere else. Yeah. Well, I mean, Derek only missed, uh, you know, three and a half quarters of a game all year. The difference is the Niners would have been way better off with Mariota, right? At least he might have given them a fighting chance in some of the games. Mm-hmm. They, looking back, they should have had the $7 million backup, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and now I they're think, in a position where they can't afford to spend $8 million on a backup quarterback. I'd argue most good teams, unless you have a rookie quarterback, it is not a good business proposition. I agree. It's sad to think like this, but it's just a simple reality in football. If you have a top, I'd say, 18 quarterback, and he misses a large percentage of the season, your season is over. 
And then I think John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan would say, yeah, we've had a front row seat to that twice. Right. And their response would be, I'm glad you don't think it's good business for me to spend $8 million on a backup. But if I don't, and then Jimmy gets hurt again, we're going to be like, well, at least we did good business this year, right? <laughs> we didn't spend $8 million on a backup. We'd be yeah. like, no, how did you not see this coming? Because they're not in total control as to whether or not Jimmy's their quarterback next year. They have to have another quarterback to replace him with. They'd have to have, right, either then you trade or cut Jimmy. But you have to have the other quarterback before. And I'd argue even if he does stay, they're not in total control if he can just play a lot. Because as we've seen, he just gets hurt. Well, exactly. Weird moments. It might actually make sense to sign a guy because you know you might need him because you're probably going to have to do that before the draft anyway. And then if you draft a quarterback, your backups are making $8 million. But whatever, you've got a rookie quarterback on your roster. You agree, yeah, like seven, eight million dollars for them would be a pretty big hit for a backup quarterback. Yeah. When your quarterback makes twenty-two. Yep, I do that, wholeheartedly agree. That would be that would reflect their situation is not ideal, and it's not even their. It's the best Jimmy. thing that could happen is that they waste eight million dollars on a backup, and that's staring the guy never plays. Yeah. So you, and could, you went well. You could, we shouldn't have done it in retrospect, but how will we to know? Yeah. It's where Jimmy does limit their ability because you, you're right. What are you going to tell the fans? Well, we just well, John, we, we, we needed that extra pass rusher. Well, <laughs> as we've seen, none of it matters when you're starting quarterbacks out. None of it. Matters. Here's what makes it awful: you don't get the benefit of having a 22 and 23, 24 million dollar quarterback instead of a 32 million dollar quarterback. No, part of basically the, is the same. Part of the Jimmy contract is like, yeah, but if he's solid, it's value, even though it's expensive, but it's QB value. You basically have a $31 million quarterback immediately or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, John, we understand it. John Lynch. That is. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world. The nerds will help you get smarter about balancing your portfolio and avoiding scams so your money is just as safe as betting against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Planning your tax bill so you don't dread April every year. And saving on travel. Vacations coming. You spend less on airfare, it means you're not choosing between surf or turf. It's surf and turf for dinner and maybe even an extra night stay. So listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Tacovas, oh yeah. I was just looking at some pictures of a concert Luke Bryan, my wife and I went to, I don't know, 10 years ago. She had some old cowboy boots on. This is like a couple weeks ago, and I said, you, you need some new boots because we're going to see Luke Combs. So she went to tecovas.com, and they're just perfect. She loves them. You can do the same. You go to tecovas.com. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, handmade down in the boot capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. If you've ever wondered... Can I pull off cowboy boots? Then you should pull on a pair of Tacovas, and you'll see they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear, and it's all kinds of Western staples. Trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality, most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and point your toes west. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, checking in on Mel Kuyper Jr.'s mock draft, John. A trade for the Niners. He has them moving up to number seven by trading number 12 and their second-round pick number 43 to the Detroit Lions. Drafting Justin Fields. It's two parts. Can you get Fields at seven? Would the Lions do that deal? Would the Niners want to do that deal? So maybe there's three parts. What do you think? Todd, 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 Todd. <laughs> We need Caliendo. Uh, listen, I, you, you know where I stand on this. I'm taking a swing. And I want the 49ers to take a swing with a talented quarterback in this draft. And there have been connections to Kyle and Justin Fields. Kyle has this Shanahan quarterback camp that LaFleur's and the McVeigh's, and they've all been there, and Justin Fields attended. So he knows the guy. Now, he's not some finished product. He's kind of raw. As Kyle mentioned this year, he's into some. he saw a raw product turn into a star. He kicked his ass this year, Josh Allen. This guy is way more accomplished, and as we talked about on Wednesday, it's pretty nuts that it's actually, I think, pretty cool that the rivals number one and two players in the country three years ago were Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Like that's, I feel pretty good if I'm making those rankings, right? If like Justin Fields might not go second in the draft, but if he's a top ten pick, it's all you can ask for. Uh, like that does that means something to me, uh, and I just one thing that's going to happen though in texting with some people, and this is just the way the league works. If you want to trade from twelve you know, to six or seven, let's use the Eagles or use the Lions. They deserve to get a buck 30 on their pick, you know, like a dollar 30, a dollar 40 for that dollar. And so the, the trade value chart would say, you know, one and a two would probably equal pretty damn close yep. to me. If I'm the Lions, I, I, I don't think it's insane to go. Can we get your one and your two and your two next year? Yeah. And you might be like, Oh, hell no. Well, do you end up your one, your two and your three next year? Cause we've seen before if Kyle, if you believe this, your franchise quarterback, would Andy Reid, or it's kind of weird saying this guy's name, Bill O'Brien, who just hit me the other day, like, God, that guy's a coordinator at Alabama. Would they have done the deal for their quarterbacks, their one and their second, or whatever they did to move up that that year, and a next year's third-round pick? Of course they would have, looking back, right? Remember, we thought it was so crazy, and this is also it's it's, it's weird when you look back, but when the Cardinals traded with the Raiders to go from 15 to 10, and the Raiders only got a third-round pick. It's like, you know they're coming for a quarterback. Just tell them no. 
you get, get you should have got more than that. Yeah, that remember? that yes, absolutely, and that's the key, right? Is like part of doing that deal if you're Detroit is if you think they're coming for it. Actually, let me phrase it this way: If we're looking at the deal from the outside and, and the Niners move up and take a left tackle, you wouldn't think anything. Or if they move up and take a linebacker, you wouldn't think anything of we gave you 12 and our two will move up and we'll call it even because you're right. That is basically what the draft value chart says. I would, I would make them tell me who they're taking. If I'll do when you know it's a quarterback, it feels like you should be getting more. Cause if, if here's what, here's what I know. If they drafted Justin Fields and then the Niners, the lions at seven and the Niners said, we want Justin Fields. The Lions said, okay, what do you give us? And the Niners said, oh, we'll give you 12 and 43. We'd go away. They just traded Justin Fields for 12 and 43. It wouldn't yeah. feel like enough, right? So I think you're it, saying if they could do like NBA level trades. Yeah, if they just had Justin Fields and then it was you're trading yeah. Justin Fields, what are you trading him for? For sure. 12 and 43. Um, so I agree with you, even though I think you'd have to throw a little something extra in, but it's not it's it's not prohibitive. We're not talking about like another one here, right? Agreed. I don't think it's we not are. that far. Yeah, like no, I think Mel's not. close we're is not. my is the point. Yeah. Like I think Mel's pretty close. I do think sometimes I like when tw- it, twenty to seven would get expensive, right? Because you're twenty, it's I'm not looking at that like a one if I'm giving you seven. Yeah, the, the Niners are lucky in the sense that they sucked enough, and their quarterback sucked more. Fucked them in so many games could have sucked a little more, but we're able to suck enough to be high enough to be in the conversation. Because I think if we would, if they had gone eight and eight and still missed the playoffs, right, and we were talking them at like eighteen, nineteen, the conversations would be a little different. It would hurt. This doesn't hurt as much because you're pretty close, and I think you start going if you're the Lions. These quarterbacks are moving good players down. We're going to get a left tackle at twelve, yeah, or whatever, yeah. right? We feel pretty good about it, especially when we know the Niners are pushing another guy down. The other part of any mock draft—that's why I got to know if I'm if I'm if I'm Meathead Dan and Spielman. <laughs> you have to tell me the player if I'm going to agree to the deal. That happens sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't. Like we refuse to tell you, we're not taking your player. But I, I couldn't even guarantee that your player is going to be there at 12. Yeah, right? see, that's where it doesn't help you if you're the Lions. Like, you'd want to know just for the price. Where it's the Niners and the and the Bears flip-flopping two and three, well, yeah, the Niners would want to know that you're not taking Solomon Thomas. But yeah. they didn't even t- – they just kind of told them, we're not taking your guy, or you're not going to want who we are taking, right, was basically what yeah. they told them. True. The other part of any mock draft is... I, I do think the Lions, let's say they were dead set on taking an offensive lineman right now. Let's say somehow like Panay Sewell was there. And they're like, listen, if you're trading up to get Panay Sewell, we'll just take him here. Now, this we need these extra picks and we're willing to take another tackle there. You have to tell us you're not taking that right, guy right. or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, that would work. But you're right. Like even then, you're that's where you would love to be able to... If you were Detroit, ideally what you would do is you would take the guy the Niners want, make sure, but then it's hard. And then you're stuck with him. If your guy, the guy you want is there. Yeah. Uh, the, I was going to say the other part of a mock draft is part of it is just, hey, here's some fun ideas. Mel Kuyper's been doing the draft since uh, I, the beginning of the draft. Yeah. Part of this is, is this Mel just having some fun or is this Mel saying, I think the Niners kind of like Justin Fields? That's what I would ask Mel I'd if say, you were here right now. I, I'd say he's been here long enough to, I, I wouldn't just say it feels random, right? I don't think random. he's just pulling things out randomly and, and placing them on the board. Yeah. Right. Mel's not getting off the lake, spending an hour and a half drinking a lemonade, doing a mock draft and getting back on the lake. When you say how long's Mel been doing the draft, you know what I think of? That 30 for 30 on the uh, Marino draft and the Elway draft. And remember the Colts uh, owner was like talking shit or the GM about Mel. Like, who's this guy I think he is? That was 1983. 
That was before you and me were alive. And he's still pumping out mock drafts in 2021. Legend. I think it speaks to, this guy knows a lot of freaking people and knows a lot of things when it comes to this. When I think the NFL draft, one of the first people I think of is Mel Kuyper. So I, it excites me to know that maybe there is some validity to this, not just me kind of placing, oh, they were together at a camp and I bet Kyle kind of likes them. But that's something too. Yeah. That's something too. Uh, And then the other part of it is, you know, Justin Fields has to be available at seven for this trade to work, right? He has to get past the Eagles. They're a wild card at six. I'm confident they're not, though some people, it's so early in the process, it's hard to know. You're confident they're not going to take a quarterback or that they wouldn't trade back? I'm confident right now that they're not pulling the trigger on a quarterback. So they're more likely to take Panay Sewell, more likely to take Jamar Chase, more likely to take Kyle Pitts, more likely to do something like that, a pat, whatever, and just give Jalen Hurts his year and then figure it out from there. But I think you could easily justify how often are the Eagles picking the top six, probably rarely in their in the last two decades, where you just go, how often do you pass on an opportunity like this? Yeah. I think I'm in the minority where I don't care that they drafted Jalen Hurts last year in the second round if they think the guy that's available to them at six is a better prospect and a better player, then I wouldn't worry about the fact that people are going to give me shit because I drafted a quarterback last year. But, but I don't, you, you might not, you, honestly, you might be the majority. I, you I think, think most people think Jalen Hurts isn't that good. Uh, but, I'm just but I think people, the Eagles have said that. Yeah. Well, I, I would totally understand if they said, we just took this guy. We don't really quite know what we have. We think it might be good, so we're not going to draft a quarterback at six. That makes sense. I'm just, I wouldn't let the fact that you took him prevent you from taking a better player if you think he's a better player. That's all. Um, but th- so That's usually the right way to do business. We'll update this uh, every time we talk about Justin Fields. As of today, do you think Justin Fields lasts to seven? Yes. I, I think sometimes the quarterbacks get overrated how high they're going to go. I also Especially think we have two major, and we're going to talk about this until we can't talk about it anymore. We have two major wild cards at pick two and three. I mean, we got Tonga Bailoa, which are they, it's not, I mean, they just took the guy fifth. It's not out of the realm of possibility. They just take Jamar Chase there and roll it back. Yeah. Right. Yep. And it is definitely not out of the realm of possibility that the fucking Jets just roll with Sam Darnold and take an offensive lineman there. Right. Those easily three straight players could go. Trevor Lawrence, I'm pretty sure the Bengals are drafting four. Yeah. So you could have three straight players go. Then you Sorry, could Atlanta's not feel, four, Bengals are five. Okay, and Atlanta's got Matty Ice. They easily could just take a deep breath this year, take a sweet player, and just it could push it down really fast. Yep. You've got... Because I, I think it is a pretty big risk when you're a five-year contract, new coach, new GM... Unless it's a no-brainer, it, it does feel like they don't usually take quarterbacks. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I have to do like a deep dive on that one. But I think it makes sense unless you don't unless you love a guy and you think this is our shot. You don't yeah. do it just to do it right there. It speeds your clock up. It's just can... especially when you have Ryan's a guy. Here's got like two or three years left. Yeah, yeah. Although it feels like maybe one year and then he's tradable or cuttable or whatever. Have to go what I'm saying, what if he's contract. just good for you? Yeah. Like, what if he's fine? You can just compete with him. You can win eight games and then win nine games. And you get a contract extension and you're just, this is, this is living. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, I mean, you'd say, right? But if the, other, if the other two guys are not traded, I think there are going to be players drafted two, three, five. Like, it just, it's pretty clear, right, that it could get pushed back, pushed down. I think the Jets draft a quarterback. Unless they keep Sam Donald. Well, yeah, I just, uh, my bet right now is that Sam Donald's not the Jets quarterback next year. Which we will know, you know, that trade will happen 
in the next three weeks. The moment that happens, then I think we get more clarity. Right. But even then, right? it's like, no, Justin Fields is not viewed as the number two quarterback right now. So No, but I'm saying then we just know we start going, well, yeah. he's just kind of on the board by himself. That gets a little risky. Darnold could be on the Niners by then. It's not out of the realm of possibility okay. that Justin Fields goes above Sam Darnold. Right. Zach I mean, Wilson. Uh, Zach yeah. Wilson. No, it's, you're right. Long way to go. Long way to go. Long way. All right. On that note, uh, look for a mailbag coming perhaps soon. Look for maybe a live. We could commit to it now if we wanted, but we'd like to be. Yeah, no, that's a great like part that. of the internet. I mean, it's just yeah, yeah we'll be around. A, lot, a YouTube stream maybe on uh, Friday morning. See how we feel. See if Middlecoff's got another golf uh, lesson or something coming up. So yeah, you, you never know. Okay, later. Later. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.